We're an Instacart family. Oh my goodness, we saved so much time with same-day grocery delivery. So we joined Instacart Plus. And now we're saving more money. We get unlimited free delivery on orders over $35. 5% credit back on pickup. And a family account to shop together. Did you know members save $460 a year when they order at least once a week? I do now. See how much you'll save. Visit instacartplus.com for two weeks free. Average savings exclude membership fee. Individual savings may vary. Credit back excludes alcohol. Paid membership auto renews. Additional terms apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. All right, y'all ready for the word? I said y'all ready for the word. All right, all right, lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. I love y'all, and I know we just get to know one another, but I love you. Lift your Bibles high. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Church mobile app. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus name amen so God we tell you that we are open and we are ready God have your way tonight in this building and online God we ask that you would get the glory Father I pray that every heavy burden that it be cast at your feet every issue that it be cast at your feet I pray that there be nothing that would distract us over these next few moments from receiving from you tonight God we let you know that our ears are open to hear and God we ask that you give us specific instructions we ask that you give us specific strategies so we would do what you've called and ordained for us to do tonight in the name of Jesus. We believe, God, according to John 2, that you've saved the best of this year for the last of this year. That means, God, in these last few days, these last two weeks, we believe that you will do more than what's been done in the first 11 and a half, 12 months, Father. We give you glory because our expectation is high. Come on, I wish I was not the only one in the building who had expectation that God was going to do something amazing our expectation is high we will not be moved by what we see but we walk by faith and not by sight so tonight god i arrest this room in the building and online and i pray that miracle signs and wonders in us would happen tonight sometimes the greatest miracle is not something we see sometimes the greatest miracle is something that happens in us tonight god i pray that every heavy spirit be lifted i pray that every head uh, way down head that it be lifted tonight in the name of jesus god have your way tonight and we tell you that we're open and we're ready come on Atlanta tell them these words say I'm open and I'm ready come on say it again say I'm open and I'm ready come on lift your hands for just a few seconds and say God I need to hear from you say speak to me with clarity in Jesus name amen 
So let's get into this words. I teach a series at Harvest Church all this month. Our series is called I'll Lack Nothing. Why? Because the scripture says in three, uh, uh, it says in Peter, it says this. It says that God, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, which means everything I need to have a great life and a godly life, I have already been given. Watch me. But it's in seed form. Say, I have it in seed form. Seed form. Which means don't you judge me by how I am now because it may just be a seed. There's a harvest on the inside of me. I wish you'd look at somebody close to you and tell them, say, there's a harvest on the inside of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wrong neighbor, because when you say that, they should shout and celebrate that the whole of you has not been seen, that all of you has not been revealed. Look at somebody else and tell them, say, there's a harvest on the inside of you. Everything we need, it's in seed form, which means we are really farmers. That's the way you got to see yourself as a professional farmer. What does a farmer do? They are professional sowers and reapers. The entirety of their job is sowing and reaping. And we see this imagery in the Bible because this is the agricultural society and culture that they were. They were used to sowing a crop and reaping something. So God made this the principle of the earth. In Genesis, God gave trees that produce fruit and that fruit had seed so that once he gave them one piece of fruit, they would never ever thirst or be hungry again and for some of you watch me you've got seed but you've been sleeping on your seed you've got seed but because it doesn't look as big as you thought it might be you're thinking that it's not much but I'm going to tell somebody what you need right now is all you have to get what it is that you want and this is bigger than money I'm going to tell you you got ideas that are about to shift culture you got ideas that are about to change your family you've got ideas that are about to shift some things around I just need every person that believes that God has given you some seed and you can no longer sleep on your seed to make this declaration and say, I'll not sleep on my seed any longer. All right, let's go. So God gives us seed in four categories. The first category, it's on the screen, is our mind. This is our thoughts. Every thought that we have, it is a seed, which is why you have to be careful that when you begin to think negative things that you stop it. The Bible says, take every thought, what? Captive and bring it into subjection and obedience because how many of us know that one negative thought can turn into something real destructive one negative thought can you ever sat up and thought yourself into a depression thought yourself into an anxiety thought yourself into something crazy the truth is your neighbor sometimes has overthought things why because they've taken something negative and they've turned what was a mound and made it a mountain they had one mess up and one mistake and now they think that it's over for them but I take captive and take authority over every thought in our minds that is not productive I take authority and take captive every thought that's not producing something godly in our lives come on y'all don't let me go by myself can you just open your mouth and say Lord I take my thoughts captive and if they're not productive come on say it y'all if they're not productive shut them down Yeah, you got to think good thoughts about yourself. Even if you don't feel it, you got to think it. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, which means mine, so is he. Which means sometimes I got to think myself to a place before I actually am in that place. Watch me. You can be sitting in the hood right now, but you got to think yourself up out of it. You can be sitting in a dysfunctional marriage right now, but I think myself out of it. You can be sitting in a crazy situation, but I think myself out of it. This is what it's called sometimes a daydream. What does that mean? It means I'm in one place physically, but my thoughts have taken me to another place and for some of us this is what you're going to have to learn how to do because if you can't think yourself out of it you're never going to triumph out of what you're in 
your second type of seed. Second type of seed is your mouth. Numbers 14, 28 says, I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Which means a lot of the times, let's be honest, it's so easy to be negative and speak negative and to speak crazy things. It's easy to do that. But what, what you and I have to learn how to do, the Bible says, John chapter 6, that our words are spirit. Which means everything I speak, it's not locked by geographical territory. Which means I can speak something in Atlanta that changes something in Miami. I can speak something in Atlanta that changes something in Los Angeles. You can speak something in a valley that's going to prepare your victory. And for some of you, watch me, heaven has been waiting on you to open your mouth and say something. Here's what you've been taught. Well, just wait and see. That's not Bible. The Bible says that we call things that be not as though they were, which means not only will I think it, but I got to speak myself into that place. Oh God, I got to speak myself into God's victory. I got to speak myself into my purpose. I got to speak myself into my assignment. And even if you don't feel like it, you got to be what the Bible says. Let the weak say I'm strong. You missed it. Let the weak say you missed it. Let the weak say I'm strong. Which means even though their situation, if the reality of it is that they're weak, the faith of it sometimes is going to contradict the facts. And you got to stop living by facts and begin to live by faith. I'll call myself strong even if I feel weak. I'll say that I'm winning even if it feels like I'm losing. I'll say I'm happy even if I feel sad. Why? Because I call things that be not as though they were. I need everybody in the building and online to open up your mouth and say, God's about to blow my mind. Say, he's about to do something I didn't expect. Come on, y'all. Open up your mouth and speak and say, say something big's about to fall in my lap. Your mouth is creating your manifestation. What you speak is determining what you see. Your words are framing your world. Don't be mad at me because I know how to speak what I want and I get what I want. I'll speak it, then I'll see it. 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 I'll speak it. I'm going to go through some opposition, but I'm still going to see it. I'll speak it. I'm going to go through some haters, but I'm still going to see it. I wish you would let a hater stop you from speaking. Do you not know that the reason Joseph's brothers hated him isn't because of what he had, it's because of what he spoke. Watch me. But what he spoke was because of what he thought. The Bible says that Joseph had two dreams and he told his brothers his dreams and they hated him because of his dreams. Check this out. How did they hate him because of what he's dreaming and it's not even their reality? Because they knew that Joseph was going to see exactly what he said. What did he say? He said, I dreamed that I saw the sun and the moon and the stars bowing down to me. That represented his mother, his father, and his brothers. And for some of y'all, watch me. If they hate you now simply because of what you're speaking what they gonna do when you see what it is that you're speaking number three number three number three type of seed is this it's your movement it's your action every action that you take every move that you make it is a form of seed you literally prophesy with your body which is why listen you got to be careful I, I, I was doing a photo shoot the other day and I, you know I keep my shoulders back she said you know you don't have to keep your shoulders all the way back I said well I'm built watch me to never make it look like I'm down I'm not going to talk. I, I said, I'm built to make sure that when I walk in a room, I, can, I run that room. You ready? Well, watch me. Because my body language and even my posture is a seed. It's communicating something. What do you mean by that, Bishop? Okay, let me give you Bible to back this up. God told Joshua, he said, wherever your foot shall tread, I'm going to give that place to you. But watch me. You got to put your foot on it. That's a movement. That's an action. See, can I be honest with you? 
there's places you've gone through in your life where you've had to go to certain places, do certain things. You're like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why did I go to school for that? Why did I go to this college? Why did I go there? Because God needed you to put your foot on some stuff. Because every place your foot treads, that movement is a seed. Which means you had to go through that situation in that city, in that place, because it was something you were getting ready to occupy. It is something you were getting ready to take authority of. Why did you have to walk through depression? Because you have authority over it now. Why did you have to walk through anxiety? Because you have authority over it now. Why did you have to walk through a dysfunctional family situation? Because you have authority over it now. Is there anybody beside me where you've had to take some movements that didn't make sense before, but you believe it's about to make sense now? Okay. Number four. (laughs) Number four, your money. What you do with your money is a seed. What you do with your money is a seed. All right? We understand that. You release, we see increase. You release you see increase, right? We have a surplus of what we sow, right? A lot of people pray for money. The Bible never teaches us to pray for money. We sow for money. Luke 6, 38, give, and it shall be given back to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, right? In other words, God says, I'll have men to pour into your bosom. In other words, when you release something from your hand, God's going to make somebody release something from their hand. That's, that's bigger than what you release from your hand. Okay. All right. Now, why is that good news? Because you might be sitting next to who's about to cut the check. You might be sitting next to who's got the bag they're about to release. And while you're sitting there and refuse to touch them, they, they, the Holy Ghost might tell them, if they say this this certain way, release it to them. I know what I'm talking about because the other day I said something a certain way to somebody and they said, when you said that, that was my cue to give you this. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And I need you to touch the person next to you and just speak this over their life. Say, God's about to blow your mind. I keep having you say that because that, 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 that's the theme that you need to get, right? That's why they say that. We have a surplus of what we sow, right? So you release and it brings increase. I release it from my hand, but it doesn't leave my life. It just leaves my hand. It goes into my future to prepare a harvest for me. Only people in poverty with a scarcity mentality think that if I release, I lose. Poverty says if I give it, I won't have it. Poverty says, and here's the truth. Poverty doesn't mean a lack of money. You can have a million dollars and still have a poverty mentality. Because your mentality tells you this is as high as you can go. See, but people that aren't in poverty say there is no limit. Which means whatever I decide that I'm going to do, Job 22, 28, you shall decide a thing and it shall be established for you. Decide and decree, Amplified says. All right? Only a poverty mentality says that if I release it, I'm losing. If I give it, I won't have it. But can we all be honest? We've all been in situations where we release something financially and we were like, I'm I'm the only one? Wave at me. Online, wave at me. Wave at me. Okay? And, and, and you thinking, God, dog. No. I remember one time I was in church. As far as a pastor, as far as a social pastor, I didn't any of that. I was in church. I was sitting in the choir stand. I was in the choir stand, and, uh, and, and the preaching was going on, and, and the Holy Ghost said, I want you to give something. I want you to give a ring. And that was, that was different because I'd never heard that. And I just got that ring. It was a, it was a brand new ring. It was a nice ring. Look at your neighbor and say, it was a nice ring. It was a nice ring. Look at your neighbor and say, it was a nice ring. It was a nice ring. It's a nice ring. I just got that ring. And you know how you get something new? How, you know, you, you always fixing it. You know, don't let somebody get some new shoes. They always, you know, they're, 
okay, so, so I got this ring. And so I, I felt safe. I, the Holy Ghost said, take it off and get a ring. I was like, that's the devil because I just got this ring. So, so I said, I said, I said, okay, God, I got you. I said, because if the basket's passed twice, then I'm going to give it. And I felt safe because the baskets had never, ever passed twice in that church. Ever. And I don't think they ever did after that. So baskets go by and I'm like, I'm good. Praise the Lord. I'm keeping my ring. I look down the road. Basket coming down the road again. I said, you got to be kidding me. So as the basket's coming down, I'm like, God, just take it off. I drop it in the orphan bag. I'm like, Lord, they don't even know what to do with it. He said, well, since you didn't bring a card in, that's the only seed you got in your hand. He said, since you didn't bring, there was checks in there. He said, since you didn't bring the check, that's the only seed you got. He said, I'm about to give you something. So I dropped the ring in there. I dropped the ring. It was Wednesday night, Wednesday or Thursday night. I was doing a conference. I dropped the ring in there. And then I remember, uh, you know, going home. Somebody said, where's your ring? I said, it's gone. What happened to it? I gave it to the Lord. You gave your ring to the Lord? I said, yeah, give, give, yeah, yeah. The Lord said, give me this. I don't want to talk about it. You ever been mad? You want to talk about something? Because, you, you know, like, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even talk about it. So, okay, so he said, he said, if, if I can trust you to release, there's nothing that I will ever withhold from you. If I know there's nothing you will ever withhold from me, there's nothing that I will ever withhold from you. Amen. Pay attention. Years and years later, um, when I was a pastor, um, and I shut down, lost weight, and uh, slimmed down. I lost about 95 pounds at that time. And uh, he said, give all your clothes away. I said, all of it? He said, give everything away. I've been building this up. He said, give it away. Give all your clothes away. Give all your shoes away. I was driving down the street. I was like, Lord, can I do it like a consignment? Like, can I get a few dollars for something? Like, can I? Come on. I mean, you, I've been building this wardrobe up for years. And you just want me to just give it away. I said, Lord, can I? He said, give it away. He said, I need to know that I can trust you to release because if I can trust you to not withhold anything from me, I will not withhold anything from you. Okay. I need you, I need you to touch somebody and say, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. What are you holding back that makes God have to hold back? What are you holding on to that makes God have to hold on to something? He said, he said son, you will never ever. He said, if you release, he said, you will never ever have to worry about clothes. I said, I ain't worried about clothes now. He said, but no, you don't understand what I'm saying. He said, I'm going to make other people make it so that you don't have to. Now, these two gentlemen who are from Denver that, is, that, that, that are up here, they'll tell you, there is not a day that goes by where a brand, a company, a business, for the last 10 years since I released that, has not sent me something. I have not had... Okay, okay. Y'all looking at me kind of strange, isn't it? I have not had to go get anything because he sends me everything. Brands send me stuff all the time. And people say, where you get that? I don't know. It was a gift. Where you get that? I don't know. It was a gift. I released and so I see increase. And I'm going to tell somebody tonight in this building, you're about to release some things and you're going to see a surplus of what you sow. If you believe that your seed is about to be multiplied, lift your hands, open up your mouth and give God a shout right there. Come. So he said, I need to be able to trust you with money. So he started at one level. I said, okay, God, boom. I'm so I'm a give, I'm a tither. Tither was never an issue for me. So I began releasing. I need to, I need to do so more than that. I need to do so more than that. I need to do so this, put a zero on it. I said, okay. 
And I need you to sew this. Put another zero on it. He said, okay. And I need you to sew this. Okay. And he said, now I need you to get to the point to where you have to wire your seed. Okay, yeah. Now, notice what I'm talking about. Sewing. Everybody want to talk about what they got. I'm shouting about what I sow. And I need you to touch the person next to you and say, you're about to have a surplus of what you sow. So I learned a long time ago to not fight with God to hold on to my seed. I ain't fighting with him about no money. I'm not fighting with him about my thoughts. I'm not fighting with him about my words because I get a surplus of what I sow. Because everything I need to have a great and a godly life, I've been given, but I've been given in seed form. Here's the challenge. It's because many people conflate and confuse God's love for them with the quality of life that they live. Well, God, if you love me, why am I struggling? God, if you love me, why am I dealing with this? And here's the deal. God only increases what you release, which means if you don't like where you are, there's a way out, but you're going to have to release something. If you want to see things improve, there's a way to get there, but you're going to have to release something. You can't take your next breath without releasing your previous one. You can't take your next step without releasing your previous one. You can't get into your next relationship until you release the joker that did you bad. You can't. I need you to open up your mouth, shout, I will not withhold. Because it's not that he doesn't love you. It's not that he doesn't love you. It's not that he's mad at you. A lot of people think, my God must be mad at me. I'm dealing with this. this." No. What have you refused to release? What have you held on to? Can I take it deeper? What unforgiveness are you holding on to? And so the reason you feel distant from God, even right now, is because you still mad at what your dad and them did. Still mad at what your mom and them didn't do. What is it that you're holding on to that heaven says we can't do nothing until you release something? Ready? Are you ready? So Wednesday, during Bible study, um, which for those of you in Atlanta, you can watch online. Those of you online, you're online. Um, the message is called, Don't Stop, Get It, Get It. Right? And in that, I taught you that that's the mentality of people that lack nothing. I want you to say this with authority. Say, I'll lack nothing. Now that's your future. Why do I have you speaking to your future? So that by the time you get there, there is no lack there. Now I need you to speak to your present. Say, I lack nothing. Oh, y'all said that with authority. Come on here. Come on here. All right. Nothing means this is bigger than money. Because I don't like joy, I don't like peace, I don't like strategy. You ready for this? I don't like a bounce back, which means anytime it looks like I'm down or I took an L, listen, I got a bounce back on the inside of me. I lack nothing. All right, so look at Isaiah 62 and 6. This scripture is amazing. It says, I have set watchmen all the day and all the night that shall never be silent. You have to see yourself. Once I release, I got to watch. Once I release it, I'm watching for it. What many people do is they release, and then that's the end of the discussion. They're not watching for it. So I learned years ago, I started taking count of what it is that I released so that I would be watching for my harvest on the way back. Well, Bishop, you shouldn't do it uh, for that reason. You shouldn't, give, you shouldn't release something with the intention. Oh, no, that's not good farming. Good farming says I release with the intention of seeing something increase. If I release loyalty, I expect some loyalty. If I release serving, I expect somebody to serve my vision. If I release consistency, I expect somebody to be consistent. Are you ready? 
I have said watchmen when all the day and all the night and they shall never be silent this is why you have to be comfortable opening your mouth and speaking because you cannot be silent and see a surplus in your life you cannot be silent and see things increase in your life say I can't stop speaking can't stop speaking and, and I know it's sometimes difficult like I know a lot of the times you just want to can, can we be real for a second four of y'all okay you have a new to speak faith but like you just over it. I'm the, I'm the only one. Like you ever knew to speak the word, but you was just like, I'm over it. I'm, I'm five miles past empty. I, I ain't finna say nothing good. I'm not finna speak nothing good. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm done. Right, right, all right. But watch me. But if you are silent, you shut down your own future. If you are silent, you shut down your own breakthrough. If you are silent, you shut down your own opportunity. I need you to open your mouth and say, I will not be silent. Yeah, I know, I know your kids are I'm just they work in your last nerve. Matter of fact, you ain't got no nerves left to work, but you still gotta speak. You a mighty man of valor. You a mighty woman of God. You still gotta speak life into him. I know your future seems like unclear, but you still gotta say, God's got a plan because I got a pulse. God's got a plan because I got a pulse. I know the thoughts that he has towards me. He makes me the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. I'm always overcoming, never being overcome. I cannot stop speaking. Look at the next part of this verse. He says, you who put the Lord in remembrance. What does this mean? Um, this means the scripture says that when we pray, we put the Lord in remembrance of his word. So if you, if you ever pay attention, if you're with us on Monday night prayer or any of our pop-ups, you'll notice I always pray scripture because I'm following this principle that says we put him in remembrance of his word. Not because he forgot, but he needs to know that you know what he said. You ready? What's me? Because if you don't know what he said, anybody is going to be able to convince you and trick you of something that you have to deal with that he never said. There's a lot of church folk that are tolerating a whole lot of mess they don't have to tolerate. They're dealing with a whole lot of stuff they don't have to deal with. They're putting up with a whole lot of hell they don't have to put up with because I found out what his word said. And when I found out his word said I could have this, well, I'm not going to take that just because that's all you're willing to give. I don't have to pay for a steak and you give me a cheeseburger. That ain't what I ordered. I'll preach my own self happy. Let's go. Sons, keep the house. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest. Shut your mouth. Which means he says, I need you not to stop. I need you to get it. I need you not to stop. I need you to get it. Say, don't stop. Get it. Get it. He said, take no rest. Here's what we do. We do. We release. And then we're like, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm wore out. It's like jumping rope. Come on. It's like jumping rope. I'm tired. I'm going to just make it work. Well, I don't know. That's a tiny rope. See, that's how it works. Because sometimes God will put you in tight situations. <laughs> he got you in a tight situation. Like, God, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to fit. This is too tight. But watch. But you're getting it anyhow. But you're getting it anyhow. But you're getting it anyhow. If every person that's in a tight situation, I need you to lift one of your hands and say, but I'm going to get it anyhow. I'm going to get it anyhow. I'm going to get it anyhow. It's tight. Don't look like it's going to work, but watch me get it. Look at the scripture. He says, take no rest, which means we rest only after we get results. Here's the worst thing you could do as a believer. You ready? Is you resting and you ain't got no results. You tired, but you haven't triumphed. You ready to give up, but you ain't gone up yet. <laughs> I don't know who needs this tonight, but I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, I pray the strength of God into you. I pray the strength of God. 
online, type it in the comments. If there's nobody there, stretch your hands towards me online. Tell somebody else, say, I pray the strength of God in you. I, I don't know what strength you need, but I don't need you resting and you ain't got results yet. I don't need you stopping and you haven't seen it yet. I don't need you tired and you haven't triumphed yet. There's more life for you to live. Please find a third person in this building, somebody that looks on fire, and just touch them and say, I pray the strength of God in you. I ain't resting until I get results. It ain't over until I got a victory. I'm not done until, watch me, until I get everything that I came to get. And if you get in my way, woe unto you, because I'll run your behind over. Ain't nobody come to play no games with nobody. I wish there was an aggressiveness that would rise up on the inside of this building. Lay your hands on yourself, say the strength of God. We take no rest. We take no rest. Now here's, what's the, here's the problem. You're going to have a lot of people who, watch me, you have to be careful because you're going to have a lot of people who, who, watch me, they induce you to rest. Because they tired, you tired. Because they got an attitude, now you got an attitude. You didn't have no attitude until they little funky behind had an attitude. You know because they got a problem, now you got a problem. You got to be careful you don't let a spirit transfer. You got to be careful you don't let a spirit transfer. Come on, now something that was on them got on you. And you're like, no, that ain't none of me. That ain't none of mine. I know you tired, but baby, I'm just getting started. I know you got a problem. I ain't got no problems. God's been too good to me for me to let that spirit transfer. Take no rest. Watch me. But look at this next part. This is the part that shouted me about the verse. And give him no rest. I'll preach to my help. He said, he said, you ain't, you shouldn't be resting until you get results. But God says, don't give me rest. Don't give me. Do you see your Bible? In other words, God said, so all it took was one person getting the attitude and now you stop him? All it took was one person saying you can't do it and now you stop him? All it took was one bank saying no and now you stop him? All it took was one decline on the job and now you stop it? God says, don't you give me rest until I do it. And I just need to check the faith people in this building and don't lie because I know it's just a few of us, but let's go up, y'all. I'm not going to rest and I'm not going to give heaven rest until he does it for me. If that's you, release a praise right there. Go, go, go. Not stopping, not stopping, not stopping. Not stopping, not stopping, not stopping. Give him no rest. In other words, in other words, well, Bishop, it didn't happen my Sunday. Well, guess what? We're going to have him cut. God, it's me again. Let's have this conversation on Monday. Okay? Well, it didn't happen on Monday. Come here Tuesday. Hey, God, it's your son again. We're going to have this conversation again. Because I'm not giving you any rest until I see you establish Jerusalem. What does Jerusalem mean? The city of Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. I'm not going to rest until I see it be Shalom in my life. Didn't happen on Wednesday. Hey, God. Here we go again. Let me help. That relationship didn't work. Hey, God, here we go again. Okay, let's me. That business didn't work. Hey, God, here we go again. I ain't stopping until we see it. Uh, they fired you. Okay, I understand. But watch me. But that ain't the only job that's, that's available. Y'all better say something to me. 
Must be. They took the car. Okay, that's all right. It's millions of cars, and in fact, prices are dropping these days. So I'm glad you took that one because now I can get a better deal on another one. You only go talk. So here we go again. Let's have this conversation 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 again. You, you, ever, you ever had somebody that kept coming to you about the same thing to the point to where you fixed it because you didn't want to have to have the conversation again? It's the same principle. God says, don't you give me rest. And, and it's not like God is napping or he's, he's, he's slothful or he's lethargic. No. God just says, I need to see how bad you want it. I need to see you persist. I need to see you persist. There's, 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 there's a promise in your persistence. There's a promise in your persistence. You know what a persistence does? Persistence gets rid of every ounce of punk on the inside of you that makes you want to give up and throw in the towel. You know what persistence does? Persistence makes you preserve what you get. This is why other people can be trifling with their opportunities, but you're not because you say, I had to fight like hell to get here, so I wish to hell somebody would try to stop me from... Oh, I had to fight for this. I had to fight for this. I had to fight for this. Have you ever had to fight just to get out the bed? I wish I would be depressed. I wish I would. I had to fight for this. Would you open your mouth and shout, I had to fight for this. I wish you would get low self-esteem. You fought to get to where you are. You ready? Let's go. Give him no rest. 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 Which means it sounds like a broken record. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. And I'm going to keep asking for it until I see it. I'm going to keep sowing for it until I see it. I'm going to keep praying for it until I possess it. I'm going to keep worshiping until I'm walking in it. I'm going to keep acting like I got it until I got it. I just need to make sure there's some persistent people in the building. We're about to move on. I'm almost done. But every persistent person, well, you've had some pressure trying to push you back. I want you to push back in the spirit for a moment. And I just need you to open your mouth and release your worship for three seconds. It's going to be your pushback. Holy Ghost, take our worship and let it be a pushback in the spirit. On three, one, two, three, push back, 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 push back. Push back, push back, push back. Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. Here, here it is. He says, until he establishes, let's go back to the verse, until he establishes Jerusalem. Now, uh, for the Hebrews in the day when Isaiah is prophesying this, it literally was a literal city for them that was called Jerusalem, the city of Shalom. Here's what this means for you and I. It's your city. Of Shalom. Okay? What does that mean? What does a city have? Transportation. What does the city have? Infrastructure. What does the city have? An economy. What does the city have? Businesses. What? Okay, you're missing it. In other words, this ain't just about you getting one thing. This is about God establishing you. I'll talk over here because they ain't shouting over here. I ain't playing with it. I ain't playing with it. In other words, this ain't just about you succeeding in one area. This is about God establishing you in every area. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. This is not just about you just saying, I got a job, I got a job. So what if you got a job but every other area of your life is tore up from the floor? God says, I'm gonna establish you like a city, which means everything that you need, you will have and you will lack nothing. Everything that you need, you will have and you will lack nothing. Everything that you need, you will have and you will lack nothing. Everything that you need, you will have and you will lack nothing. Say, I'll see shalom. 
Okay, so, so watch me. So, so to lack nothing, I'm just about there. To lack nothing, you have to be, I've already talked about it, persistent. Okay, persistent. Okay, all right, look at this. Listen to this. What does it mean to persist? To continue firmly. In other words, you're not going to move me. Years ago, there was this um, video on social media of this lady at this graduation. She was, uh, she was an elderly lady, and she went to sit down. Maybe you've seen that video. Maybe you haven't. It's okay. She went to go sit down. Somebody's pocketbook, that's what she called it. Just, can I borrow a lady's pocketbook? Get, get a lady's pocketbook. Sorry, I'm going to get right back to you. I'm going to get right back to you. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord have need of you. Okay. Are you ready? Somebody's pocketbook was sitting right there. The, the lady walked up, and she said, excuse me, baby, move your pocketbook. That ain't her friend, her cousin, her sister. She don't know who she was. Watch me. But she wasn't going to give any rest to what was in her way. She walks up to a stranger and says, excuse me, baby, move your pocketbook. They said, oh, no, somebody's sitting right there. She said, mm-mm. She said, I'm going to sit right there. Okay, you missed it. You missed it. Because some of you let no be the end of the discussion. No is not a complete sentence. No, comma, not this way. But you ain't got that much power to tell me no. Because... In God, the promises of God are yes and amen. You don't have that much power. I know you're a little drunk on yourself. I know you're a little high on who you are, but you ain't got it like that. She said, she said, move your pocketbook, baby. She said, move your pocketbook. She said, move your pocketbook, baby. And she said, she said, she said, but somebody sit right here. She said, uh-uh. You know what they did? They moved the pocketbook. And for some of you, watch me. There's the difference between persistent, watch me, and being passive. Passive said, Passive says, well, I guess I'll sit somewhere else. This lady made it up in her mind. This is where I'm finna sit. And you know what she did? When she sat down, she looked around, she says, and y'all should have did it without me having to ask. You see, I'm a senior citizen. That's what she said. In other words, you should have saw when I was coming and made room for me. And for some of y'all, this is how aggressive you're going to have to be at the end of December going into your 2024. You're going to have to be aggressive. No, I'm not. I'm going to keep calling until they give me a yes. I'm going to show up until they give me a yes. I'm going to show up until I see what I want. I'm going to keep going back to the doctor, going over and over and over and over again. I remember. I remember. Can I tell you a story? I remember. I remember. I remember. It was an individual years ago and, and they were diagnosed with something. That they, that they say is incurable. And, uh, and so I laid hands, I prayed for him. I said, you're going to be our first documented healing of this particular issue. And I said, not just saying it. I said, I want documentation. I like receipts. All right? Because people talk. I want receipts. And so I said, I said, go get tested. They went tested, and then they came back with it. I said, okay, so what you going to do now? I said, you keep going until what I just prayed is, is what you see manifest. I said, because the issue is not what I prayed. The issue is you persisting. So they went back, went back, went back. For a while, I said, have, have you gone to do that? They said, um, they said, no. I said, you don't listen well. I said, go back and make them test it again. It was Valentine's Day of that year. They went back and they said, sir, um, the doctor said, that is no longer in me. You can look at me like that and they said it pretty calmly I said wait a minute I said wait a minute I said wait a minute tell me exactly what he said well he said that, 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 that is no longer in you it's not that it's it's not it's not that it's undetectable it's that we can't find it it's no longer 
I said, so wait a minute. I said, so what does that mean? He said, well, the doctor said he can't say it's a miracle. He can't say that it's healed. I said, but we can. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. I wish you just touched somebody and said, you're going to have to persist. You Wrong neighbor. I don't like the way they talk to you. Touch somebody else that looks on fire. Tell them, say, you're going to have to persist. All right, look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Let's go. Persistence is, let's go. Persistence, persistence, persistence. I'll give it to you. Persistence is this. It is to continue firmly, continue firmly or obstinately in a belief or course of action. Which means I'm firm about this. Obstinate means like I wish you would try to stop me. I wish you would. I wish you would. Now see, listen, I'm, I'm bougie. I admit that. Come on. Don't apologize. Okay? All right, listen. All right, nothing wrong with it. But listen, I was born in Denver, reared in Memphis, on the south side. Orange Mound. Uh, Google it. Okay? Google it. All right? All right? At one point, it was the highest concentration of black wealth in the nation. And unfortunately, what often happens in those types of communities, et cetera, uh, happened in that community. And, and so it gave me a, a, a persistence. Because you don't tell somebody from Memphis, no. Okay. 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 Because what we're going to do is go find five other ways around you to go get it done. And then when you say, how did we get it done? Oh, you thought you were the only way. Matter of fact, we make our own language in Memphis. In Memphis, we say, ain't it man? Which is, ain't it man? M-A-N-E. That's our way of saying, do you agree with me? Okay. So the so way we said Memphis, so we'd be like, man, man, that word was fire, wasn't it? Ain't it man? Ain't it man? That, that, it's, literally Google it. There's a whole company that makes shirts called Ain't it man? Okay? Now, now, now pay attention. Firmly or obstinately, like I wish you would try to stop me. What if a lot of what you went through in your life was to develop you, your persistence? Because you had to fight. See, okay, look, y'all know I like pops. There's this caterpillar. I taught you about the caterpillar, four stages. Stage one, it's as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. Stage two, it grows to be this, a hundred times its size. Stage three, it's buried underground for two, as little as two weeks, as much as two years, depending on how big it is. And it's going to be. The longer it takes to develop, the bigger it will be when it comes out. So for every person where God has kept you in development for a long time, this is because you ain't going to be no chump change. See, the longer he takes to prepare you, the longer he intends for you to reign. See, David prepared for 13 or so years, but he reigned for over 40 years. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And I'm going to tell somebody, I know your delay has been long, but that's because when you make it to your next stage, it's going to be amazing. So, so we see the caterpillar. But watch this. I like this. But watch this. But in this caterpillar, I got these props. Y'all give it up for the prop team. I, it's a transformer. Ain't that just nice? Ready? Take this out, take this out, take this out. Everybody see this? This was in there the whole time. But he had to fight through and persist in his... Oh my God. There's something amazing that's been in you the whole time. But your persistence... 
because when that caterpillar is breaking out of the cocoon it hurts it's a struggle it's not fair it's not nice but he's got to persist open your mouth and shout i gotta persist continue firmly or obstinately like i wish you would so you got to take that kind of attitude with the devil i hate that mark i really do Mark is an urban word that simply means one in whom we do not enjoy. I don't like him. He don't like me. It's a mutual feeling. So every time something comes against me, it makes me rise up with a righteous thuggery. Okay. It's a t-shirt, right? Because, because I'm like, I wish you would try to stop me. Do you know what I've already overcome? Do you know what I've already been through? And you think this is going to stop me? See, I need to make sure there's some people in this building that no line that you, watch me, you have got a persistence in you that like, you think this is going to stop me? Say, I'll be firm. Say, I'll be obstinate. Yeah, that this is what it means, like, I wish you would. Like, I'm offended that you would think you're strong enough to stop me. You got to look at some people when they got crazy attitudes. Like, I'm, I'm offended that you think your attitude is going to pull me into that negativity. I'm offended that you think that's going to work with me. You think, you think oh, oh, you think, you sp- you think that's going to work with me? I've overcome bigger devils. Trust me. I, I've overcome bigger challenges. I've overcome bigger Jezebels. You better come stronger than that. I've overcome bigger opposition. I've overcome bigger... Sp- I've overcome bigger, so I'm offended that... Difficulty, opposition, or failure. Difficulty, opposition, or failure. Okay, let me tell you, it's not going to be easy. It's not. Okay? There are moments where God makes it easy, and here's what he does. You really just got stronger. It's not that it got easier. You just developed a persistence to where that's no longer a problem. Like, people look at your life, and they see your glory, but they don't know your story. And so they, they like, you got to be careful that you don't judge people from the outside in. Because you couldn't last a day in their seat. Is there anybody beside me where you have sometimes people who got their little opinions about this and that. But the truth is they couldn't last five minutes doing what you do when you do what you do when you do how you do. Difficulty. Opposition. Opposition. Would you come? Opposition. Opposition. So here's opposition. Opposition. I'm trying to go this way. But you're opposing me. And some opposition is stagnant, but some opposition is offensive. In other words, it's actively trying to stop you. It's actively coming against you. Like it's a Goliath. It's taunting you. You failed last year. You're going to fail this year. Your mama failed. You're going to fail. Your daddy failed. You're going to fail. The other people who tried to do this, it didn't work for them, but I'm not them. I got an oil that's different than what their oil is. And I know Saul, you can't take Goliath, but I'm not Saul. I'm David. Don't, don't put me in your box because you couldn't do it. But then here's the last definition. Failure. Say failure. What do you do when you fail? Don't work. Doesn't go the way you want it to go. You didn't plan for that marriage to last for four years. You thought it was a key sweat song. It was going to last forever and ever and ever. And instead, it lasted for four years. You, you didn't expect, you didn't expect that difficulty. You didn't expect that thing to actually end in failure. Like, how did this fail? Anybody in the building beside me, you've had some stuff that you look back on your life online, wave at me. 
and you look back and you're like, how did I fail? Persistence says, persistence says failure is like a, it's like a, like a punch in the chest. I'm going to hit you, but just for pretend. Actually, let him do it because y'all don't do better. Come on. I hit him in the chest. Okay, let's run the scene again. Because you gotta, because if it's failure, you gotta fall. Okay, you ready? You ready? Okay. You're going, you're doing your thing, you're trying, you're getting up, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're persistent, and then watch me. Everybody got a plan until they get hit in the chest. That's good. That's good. Y'all clap it up. That's good. So dramatic. That boy good. Ready? Now here's your choice. You can stay down there, but persistence says, I'm not staying down here. I got watch me. No matter what tries to keep me down, no matter how far I gotta fight, how far I gotta go, even if I stumble, I gotta get back up. And I need you to prophesy to three people around you and tell them, say, you can't stay down. You got to get up. You can't stay down. You got to get up. You can't stay down. You got to get up. You can't stay down. You can't stay in the bed all day. You can't stay depressed. You can't stay in that negative situation. Everybody on three, holler, get up. One, two, three, get up. Ready? Almost there. Look, look. Look at this. Hebrews, Hebrews 10.35. Hebrews 10.35. We're just about there. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence or your boldness, which have great recompense of reward. Which means, even as I'm going from failure to failure, from disappointment to disappointment, and, and let me be really honest where a lot of that comes from, too, with people. Because people will disappoint you, and you'll quit because they quit, but they're not why you started. You'll stop because they stop, but they're not where you started. So watch me. It says, cast not away therefore your boldness or your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Because confidence is required. Boldness is required. That after a failure, I'm going to get back up. You ready? And try the same thing that I just failed at again. I'll talk over here. It, watch me. You gotta be a bold somebody. I'll talk to my online family. You ready? You gotta be a bold somebody that after difficulty, challenges, and failure, that you show up talking about, I'm gonna give it another go. I'm gonna try it again. You a bold somebody that have been cheated on and say, but I still gonna love again. Y'all ain't gonna send it to me. You gotta be a bold somebody to have somebody betray you and say, but I don't think everybody's a bad friend. I don't think everybody's negative. You a bold somebody to have filed bankruptcy and here you talk about, I'm gonna start a new business. Would you tell somebody and say, I pray God make you bold. I pray God. Because it has great, what does the Bible say? Recompense of reward. Which means God says, I'm going to recompense, recompensate. I'm going to pay you back. Okay. Recompense of reward. I'm going to pay you back and reward you for your confidence. This is why your confidence gets so many attacks. Okay. Don't confuse confidence with arrogance. Arrogance is looking like you're strong. Confidence is being strong. Confide in. Confide in me. 
which means it's in me. And for some of you, you don't say a lot, but you strong. You a strong somebody. You don't talk much, but you a strong somebody. I want to just speak for just a few seconds to the strong people in the room online. Where everybody, watch me, you checking on everybody else. Rarely do they ever check on you. You making sure everybody else good. Rarely do they make sure you good. But baby, you strong enough for it. Baby, you strong enough to make it do what it do, what it do, what it do, what you do. Every strong person, lift your hands and release your strong praise for a few seconds right there. Go, three. You strong. You strong. You a strong somebody. You a strong somebody. Let's go. Almost there. Almost there. Persistence requires patience. Persistence requires patience. Look at this scripture. Hebrews. Persistence requires patience. Look at Hebrews. Let's go. Hebrews says this. For ye have need of patience, that having done the will of God, having persisted, you can receive the promise. Start right there. He says, you don't get the promise until after you persist. You don't get the promise until after you haven't rested and you've given God no rest. You don't get it until you persist. You know our problem is that we live in a microwave culture. Everything I want, I get it just like that. You ready? Okay. Um, Everything we want to do, we can do it just like that. Um, If you want to get with somebody, you can do it just like that goes down in the DM. You, watch me. You want to cancel them? You cancel them. Just like that. You block them and never have to deal with them again. And never learn the value of creating emotional connections that can survive an emotional moment. You ready? You ready? Watch me. We live in a culture where everything happens so fast, so quick, that anything that takes time, we feel like it's wrong. Anything that takes time, you ready? And can I go further? I'm going to go either way, but this is great if you come with me. Right, watch me. We live in an entitled culture where people feel like just because they hear that somebody owed them something. You ever met somebody entitled? Like, it's quiet in the building right now. And, and don't play that, it's millennials. Oh, no, boo, it's everybody. Everybody on this planet. Coronavirus wasn't just a natural thing. That thing did something in the minds of people. Because people are off. Some people. Not you. But look at your neighbor and say, somebody we know. Somebody we know. Entitled. Like somebody owe you something. I owe you nothing. Ready? So anything that takes time, we think something's wrong. Because we think something's wrong, persistence almost seems like, well, do I want to fight? Because everything else I got, I got it so easy and so quick. So maybe this isn't God because this requires a fight. Maybe this isn't God because, because this doesn't require a fight. You see David fight his first giant, Goliath, but you didn't know that he fought several giants after Goliath that didn't go as well as the first one. With Goliath, he takes him down with one sling and one stone. But there was another one called Ishbibanah. David got so tired he couldn't fight him. God had to send him help. David had to persist and he needed the help of somebody else to help him persist. Because with that second giant, he wasn't as strong as he was with the first giant. Why? Because he had started succeeding and his success had went to his head. And so now he thinks that it's supposed to be easy for me. And I'm going to tell some of y'all, you've done great. But guess what? To go higher, it's going to require you to persist. To do more is going to require you to persist. It may not just be handed to you. You may have to go snatch it. All right? Look at this. Look at this. 
verse 37. For yet for a very little while, neither cometh will come and shall not tarry. In other words, he says, if you persist, eventually the delay ends. You just have to outlast it. He that cometh shall come and it shall not tarry. He that cometh shall come and it shall not tarry. In other words, there are certain things I just have to outlast. Okay? It's Christmas time, right? When, when Joseph and Mary, Herod is alive and Herod wants to kill Jesus. So what does the Bible say? Go stay in Egypt. That's not your final destination. I need you to stay there until the one who wants to kill you dies. The only thing you have to do is let him die. The only thing you have to do is outlast your resistance. All you have to do is persist past your problem. Say, Lord, lock persistence in me. Come on, Atlanta, say it with authority. Say, Lord, lock persistence in me. And then one day, an angel visits Joseph and says, get up! Your delay is over. Get up! Your wait is over. Get up! You outlasted Herod because the one who sought to take the child's life is dead. Get up and now you're about to step into your promise. Get up. Now you're about to step in what you prayed for. Get up. Now you're about to walk in what you worship for. Get up. And I'm here to tell somebody, this ain't for everybody, but you waited and God waited until the last two weeks of this year. Because the thing that sought to take you out is gone. The supervisor that wanted you fired, she about to be gone tomorrow. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Please open your mouth in this building and online and say, I outlasted it. We're almost there. Almost there. Verse 38. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrink back, my soul has no pleasure in him. If he shrink back, pull back. God says, I'm not into those who pull back. He's like, I'm not into people who was fired up for two days. Y'all ever had somebody like that when you was dating somebody? Yeah. And them first three days. That's it. My God. Y'all, y'all, y'all play with me. I, I know you may be married now, but I'm talking about previous, previous times, previous times. Them first three days. I mean, it was like the resurrection of Jesus. Three days later. For them three days. I mean, you were like, oh my God. You staying up all night. It's three and four o'clock in the morning. You got to wake up at six, be to work at on the phone, tired, just but, but, but just glowing, just excited. And, and then all of a sudden they pull back. All of a sudden things change. You're like, well, you you baited and switched me. You made me think that you were persistent like me. And now you didn't switch this up on me because I thought we were on the same page. And now you're shrinking back. You're pulling back. And what does the Bible say? The Lord says, I don't like people who bait and switch me. You told me you were a fighter, but now you punk it out. You told me that you give, you live and you do what you whatever I called you to do. But now that it's difficult, you won't equip. You told me that I had your yes. And now when it's difficult to keep your yes, you give it up. Is there anybody in the building besides me where you need God to lock persistence in you? you? Say, Lord, lock it in me. Head and Anna say, Lord, lock it in me. What does that mean? God says, I'm not into people who pull back. Don't be fired up and then all of a sudden, because you got checked a couple of times, now you ain't sure. Your mama. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You ready? You ready? God says, don't pull back. Don't shrink back. It, listen, this Atlanta thing, let me just tell you something. I ain't never ever dealt with more resistance just to get the toys here. I, 
about this, except for the initial excitement. Everything about this has been hard as hell. I'm not cussing. They have a slide in the back that explains to you that hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. It was a trash heap outside of Jerusalem. It's on the screen, saints. Bishop Cussing, you a lie? It's on the screen. You ready? Everything has been hard. Everything. Ain't nothing been easy about this. Ain't nothing. Plane rides be hard. <laughs> you get the toys, it was hard. I was like, you gotta be joking. You gotta be joking. To get some kids some toys. Everything's been difficult. People will make agreements and then dishonor them. Uh, right? We'll have venues locked in and then there'll be something come up. Watch me. People, uh, you'd be shocked with some of the stuff people do. There's some crazy people around here. Oh my. Oh yeah, exactly. I said, God dog, they make them like that down here? Jesus Christ. Ready? So a part of me was like, hmm. Lord, my soul is weary. My soul is tired. I'm wore out. I ain't got to do this. I ain't do none of this. Like, listen. I don't do none of this. I, I, I stay with my assignment because I want to, not because I have to. I don't do this because I'm trying to get something. God's been good to me. I don't have a motive or an agenda other than saying people come to the Lord. So I was like, can I be honest? So, okay. So, so I, early this year, I, 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 I jokingly said to some people around me, I said, y'all start planning my retirement service. He said, sir, I said, yeah. I said, because this, I've been in this, I ain't new to this, I'm true to this, this 17 years. Right? Thousands of people have come to the Lord. God's done great work, built a great organization. It's amazing. God's been good. Why don't I just travel the world? Shalom, everybody. It's pop-up, Bora Bora. Listen. Shalom, everybody. Good to see you. South Africa, welcome. God bless you. Holy Ghost is moving. Hey, everybody. You know, I'm in Miami. Welcome to Miami, where the preachers preach. <laughs> I said, Lord, I said, this is a lot. He said, but son. I said, yes, sir. What's on the other side of your persistence? You're not listening. 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 What's on the other side of your persistence? He says, because if you shrink back, if you pull back, my soul have no pleasure in that. Y'all ready? I need you to touch somebody. We're almost done. I need you to touch somebody. We gotta go. I need you to touch somebody close to you and just tell them. Say you can't pull back now. Mm -mm, mm -mm, wrong one because I need you to touch them in such a way that they realize watch me that giving up is not an option quitting is not an option failure is not an option I need you to touch somebody with authority touch them on the shoulder and say you can't pull back now come on Lord please let this third person be the anointed person go to a third person and just touch them and say you can't pull back now 
So we persist in this process. What does the Bible say in Luke? He says, ask, it'll be given to you. Doesn't say how many times you're going to have to ask. Seek, you're going to find. Doesn't say how many times you got to seek. Doesn't say how many, the word seek there is this Greek word that means investigate. It, don't, it says you may have to research this thing for years. He says knock and it will be open to you. He, he didn't say how many times and for how long you're going to have to knock. He just said if you keep knocking, eventually something is got to open. You keep seeking, eventually you're going to find it. You keep asking and it's going to be given to you. I need you to say this one more time. Say, I will persist. Last piece. Last piece. Last piece. We're going to go up. Last piece. Last piece. I just need to make sure you get it. Because this is easier taught and celebrated than done. You know, they have something in jobs now where they call it, a, what do they call it? Quiet quit? They call it? Um, where, where people will quit a job but still get the check from the job and they ain't done the work on the job. She said, let's get her. <laughs> you ready? You, that's how many saints are. Is they quietly quit. They stopped having faith years ago. They stopped trusting years ago. Their walk with God is, is, is motion, not belief. It's this is just what I do, but, but my faith, I, my faith, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. But what if I told you there was something amazing on the other side of your persistence? And you just lift your hands. No music. Just lift your hands. Open your mouth for five seconds and worship the God that's going to reward your persistence. Five. Four. Come on, in the building and online. See, just do it without all your music. Don't hide behind the music. Three. Don't hide behind the music. Worship the God that honors and rewards your persistence. Hallelujah. 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 So last piece, last piece. First John 3.22. First John 3.22. He says, and we will receive whatever we request because we obey him. And we do the things that please him. So, so we persist, and persistence requires patience. You ready? But we also make sure that we please him in the process. It's going to get quiet for a few seconds. Matthew 6.33. Seek, oh, this amplified. But first and most importantly, seek, aim after, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. Next part. His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. This is amplified. And I want you to read this last part after the comma from and until also. Read it with me. One, two, ready, read. And all these things will be given to you also. Which means you will lack nothing. But, but what's the prerequisite? Go to the first part of the verse. The first, go to the first part of the verse. First part of the verse. But first and most importantly, seek. Watch me. Look at me, y'all. He doesn't say to seek him. He says seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Okay, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. 
When you love somebody, what's important to them becomes important to you. Y'all remember coming to America? The original. I don't, I'm not, not, you know, the original. Remember when Vanessa Bell Calloway walked out and he said, well, tell me what you like. Whatever you like. Well, you know, tell me what you like to eat. What kind of food you like? Whatever food you like to eat. Tell me, uh, tell me where you like to shop. Wherever you like to shop. Tell me what you like to do for fun. Whatever you like to do for fun. You're missing the concept. You're missing the concept. See, she was trained that what you do if you love him is that you do what pleases him. Come on, y'all. And so when the scripture says to seek his kingdom, he doesn't say to seek him. He said, I don't know that you love me because you make what's important to me important to you. So incidentally, don't let somebody lie to you and say that they love you, but anything that's important to you is not, doesn't, never becomes important to them. So what does it mean to seek his kingdom? There's five components to his kingdom. Five components, five components, five components, five components that the scripture teaches we should keep first. There's five components. Here's the first. Say time. This is faithful church attendance. If we're a hybrid church with people online, people in buildings, you have to make it up in your mind that I will persist to be faithful. Whether that's in a building, whether that's online, I will be faithful because he will be first in my time. Tell him, say, God, you're first in my time. Number two, number two, number two, your talent, serving in church, whether that's online again for Harvest, a lot of our dream teamers are online or in the building, whether that's Denver, Atlanta, or here. When you serve, you're literally becoming and unlocking the door to greatness. He said, the greatest among you will be those that what? Serve, which means you have to have a servant's heart, which means you're not too good, watch me, to do what needs to be done. Is there anybody like me that, watch me, has the mentality of whatever it takes is whatever it takes. You you never graduate from serving because when you graduate from serving, you graduate to never be great. We have a lot of people who chase after things and the reason they can never obtain them is because they don't know how to serve. I'm glad for everything, watch me, I'm glad for everything you didn't get a check for. I'm glad for everything you didn't get financial remuneration for. I'm grateful for everything they didn't say thank you for. Why? Because every serve is a setup for something great. Yo, we got to go, but I just need you to touch somebody closer and say your serve is a setup for something great. Because if you can be faithful with another man, the Bible says that you can be trusted with your own. So sometimes you're going to have to serve somebody else's vision and mission so you can be trusted with your own. Number three, this is what it means to put his kingdom first, your treasure. That's faithful tithing and giving. We call these the five T's. Faithful tithing and giving. Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, there your heart is also. Whatever you do with your money reveals what's on your mind. Whatever you do with your money reveals what's on your mind. You cannot say that you love him. Watch me. But you are not faithful in your giving. You make the decision, God, I'm going to persist in faithful giving. When I learned this principle, I wasn't a pastor. But I learned this principle, I was on the other side. But when I heard it, I implemented it. And it was my business to be faithful in giving. It was my business to be faithful in tithing. It was my business to sow above my tithe. Every time the man of God would say we have a need, I said, no, we don't, because I got it. I made it my business. I said, God, make me the number one giver. And I made it my business, no matter where I was, to be the number one giver. Now, I'm a man in authority, but I'm a man under authority. If my pastor needs anything, it's done. End the discussion. Whatever they want, whatever they need, they got it. Number four. Number four, stay with me. Number four, inviting others. Okay? You cannot say that you love Jesus, but you introduce no one to him. Don't think that doing ministry excuses you from witnessing the people. It got quiet right there. 
Don't think that your title excuses you from being a witness. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing right there. He told Timothy, do the work of the evangelist, which means this ain't a title, this is work. Let's go. This isn't a position, this is work, which means everywhere I go, everything I do, my entire position, my entire placement is to get other people to the Lord. I'm nervous. Well, then just you do the inviting and let the Holy Ghost do the rest. Number five, we're done. Number five, your thirst. This is your prayer, praise, and worship. These five T's, say five T's. These five T's encapsulate what it means to put his kingdom first. If you study the scripture, these five things are always seen as things that were important to him. So they have to be important to us. Right there in your seat. Can I get you to just close your eyes in the building and online? We're done. For some of you, you're going to have to turn your thirst up. You're going to have to turn your worship up. You're going to have to turn your prayer up. He's been too good to you for you to just sit there. He's been too good to you for you to just sit back like he owes you something. He's made ways. He's opened doors. He's kept you. He kept you from taking your own life. We owe him our thirst. Your praise, prayer, and worship ought to have a thirst attached to it. What does that mean? Like, God, I'm coming after you with everything I got. I will give you no rest. Right there with your eyes closed, can I just get you to lift your hands? And can I just get you right where you're at? If he's ever done anything for you, if he's done nothing for you, do nothing. You not doing anything doesn't negatively impact me. This is between you and your God. Wherever you're at, on three, can I get you to open your mouth? Your hands are lifted. Can I get you to open your mouth in the building and online? And can I get you to release your prayer, your praise, and your worship? Can I get you to release your prayer, your praise, and your worship? Why all three of them together? Because um, while I'm praying, it'll turn into worship. While I'm worshiping, it'll turn into praise. While I'm worshiping, it'll turn into prayer. While it's prayer, it'll turn into praise. While I'm praising, it'll turn into worship. Worship will turn into prayer. They all go together. They all go hand in hand. It's like Ben and Jerry's, Hagen and Dawes. Uh, uh, <laughs> cereal and milk they go together come on one two three release your prayer praise and worship right there in the building and online in the building and online come on just take a few seconds wherever you at don't worry about your neighbor don't worry about what they're doing don't worry about them looking that's why i had you to close your eyes come on just take a few seconds let's go let's go hallelujah god we glorify you and we magnify you and we give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise because you're amazing because you're mighty because you're strong you are undefeated you are undefeated and for that we give you glory and for that we give you glory come on Atlanta just take a few more seconds and give him your prayer praise and worship hallelujah 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 we keep you first in our thirst can you just keep your eyes closed for just a second if you don't keep him first in your thirst he'll allow certain things to force a thirst We've all been in places and stages where you went through something in life that forced the worship. 
Can I get an amen right now? You went through some stuff that forced the praise. What I've learned is that if I keep him first in my thirst, he never has to, he never has to be looking for me. He knows exactly where he's going to find me. In prayer, praise, and worship. With your heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. You need to become a Christian tonight is your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. Third and finally, if you're like Bishop Bowman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure with the Lord tonight. If you're in this building or online, on the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up or you're going to say, uh, it's me if you're online or do the hand with the emoji in the building. You'll slip your hand up. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. Tonight is your night. Do not miss it. You're going to see Shalom. You will give him no rest. And for some of you tonight, your first step is giving your life to the Lord. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, wherever you're at, hands up in the building or online, do the hand with your emoji and say it to me. One, two, three, respond wherever you're at. And church, it's our custom. We celebrate when people come to the Lord in the building and online. I said we celebrate when people come to the Lord. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fail or if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. I'll see shalom because I will persist. I'll be patient in my persistence and I will please you in my process. Lock this in me, God. Lock this in me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You can open your eyes at the building end online. If you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, you're going to text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code that's on the screen. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to be in Atlanta or Denver. You can be anywhere across America, around the world. We'd love for you to be a part of the family. You text Harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code on the screen. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Just shout, I'll see Shalom. Listen, it's our custom since May of 2022. The Lord told me at the end of every service, at the end of every prayer, to give people an opportunity to sow and for that seed to be a targeted seed. I said, Lord, every single one, he said, I'm going to begin to release wealth in the hands of the people of Harvest. And we've been doing it since May of 2022. And can y'all put up Harvest at a glance for just a quick moment? I want you to see something. Um, you do that real fast for me. I want you to see something. Because there's a grace. I want you to look at that bottom right corner. Um, that bottom right corner. So uh, just in the last um, 18 months, 42 new six and seven figure earners that have been created. Now, maybe you don't care about that. That's cool. But if you want to be blessed to be a blessing, just look at somebody and say, say, I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. We're blessed to be a blessing. Um, and so... Um, our seat tonight, I'm going to do the same thing. I heard the Lord say, do the same thing we did this morning uh, in Atlanta or in Denver. We're going to do it tonight in Atlanta. 33 for Matthew 6 and 33. I'm sowing right now. Matthew 6 and 33. And you're going to call this seed persistence. I use text to give. The giving methods are coming on the screen. So if I don't have 33, get as close as you can to it. What is this? What do you mean sow to seal? What is that? In, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, when the man of God... Samuel gave an instruction that changed Saul's life forever. They said, well, what can we sow to seal the words that the man of God has given us? That's where that comes from. Several other places in the scripture. Use cash app. Donna sign Bishop Moore with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Give the five. 
That's available to email us at Lord Harvest Church, that church. Scan that QR code on the screen. But I encourage everybody, so something. There's $3, so something. Maybe you want to do more than 33 Do more than 33 But so get something in the ground to lock this word in. You have need of endurance, of persistence, so that after you have done the will of the Lord, you're going to get what's promised. Say, I'm going to get mine. Say it with authority, y'all. Say, I'm going to get mine. You will not be denied. That's the mentality you got to have. Don't forget, next Sunday we'll be in this building, Christmas Eve. Sunday after that, we'll be here New Year's Eve, 6 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be amazing. Thank God for these interest services. What have you been doing? Just taking time to um, cultivate the initial workings of a team so that on the other side of this year, we can launch and move forward. One day I'll tell you the story of all the we had to persist through. He was like, dog, oh, that was a lot. But I believe he's going to do a lot. I said, I believe he's going to do a lot. And he's already rewarded that persistence. Over 3,000 people coming to the Lord this year? Man, bye. God is good. And we got so much more work to do. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. So say this, Sam, blessed to be a blessing. I seal this word that I've heard. I believe that I will persist. I'll see shalom in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. The pastors are passing here uh, in the venue here in Atlanta. I love you all. I'll be down front to meet and greet you after the uh, inter-service tonight. I encourage some of you to get involved, start serving. Your gifts are needed, your talents are needed, your skills are needed. Even during this Christmas season, I know you got a lot going on. I know you're traveling here, there, and everywhere, but God has need of you. We end every service this way. We point up to say love God, we point out to say love people, and then we end it on ourselves to love life. Let's do it together. Love God, love people, and love life. Hug two or three people on your way out tonight. I'll be down front to meet and greet you. Love you, Atlanta. Have an amazing Sunday night. Shalom. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.